Hello and welcome to the 1 106 of a second photography podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about developing film, as in film photography. Why would you bother with film photography in the digital age? And it's a very good question. Film used to be everything. You couldn't do photography or video unless you had film. But with the advent of digital, the reasons to do film photography are diminishing. So when I used to do film photography, I started to develop my own films and I really enjoyed that. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. But in terms of the benefits, I could pick up a very cheap Canon SLR, not a DSLR, but an SLR, and I could easily get really good pictures with it however when i was doing film photography digital was not better than film i would say digital has surpassed film now you get a certain look with film that you can achieve with digital digital does better with shadows film does better with highlights but you can achieve the film look just by using a lightroom preset film also is initially cheaper i picked up an slr for 20 quid compared to what a professional body would be for digital but then once you factor in film and once you factor in developing and the fact you can only shoot 36 images at once it soon starts to add up so if you want full frame one-off film is fine you can pick up a roll of film between pounds and five pounds but you'll only get 36 shots on it you've then got to develop it you send it off to develop it it costs a lot of money obviously if you develop it yourself it's cheaper but it it's quite intensive and it can be quite difficult and you've got to know what you're doing you can't really go wrong if you follow instructions but it's another hassle but i really enjoyed it i've done pinhole photography and i really enjoyed developing my pinhole paper so film goes in a camera and there may be some listeners out there who've never come across film because they're below 20 or they're around the age of 20 but with pinhole it's paper right you can use film in pinhole but it's, it's going to be paper and watching that develop is really quite magical. You don't watch your film develop when you develop film because it's all done inside a canister that is light proof. The only time I would say now film beats digital because digital has so much convenience, sharing, storing. The only time I think film beats it is when you compare equivalent sensor sizes. So a piece of film in a 35 millimeter film canister is approximately the same size as a full frame sensor but if you go bigger and i talked about my pinhole photography if you go bigger you can't replicate that same size easily in digital so the only time film really makes sense in the digital age from what i can see in my opinion is if you're using larger sensors above 35 millimeter film so that would be things like medium format or pinhole or large format. Now large format for me is too cumbersome. If you see those old films of people under a cloak taking photographs, that's large format. And while I do like tintype photography, never done it myself, but I like the idea of producing picture on a piece of metal, it's not for me, that large format photography. And again, you would need several digital shots to get that level of resolution. And then you've got the hassle of digital processing it. But with film photography, you just develop it and it's a one-off, you're working on one thing. So it's only worth doing with medium format cameras. Now to get into medium format, you can just buy Holger and use 120 film, or you can get things like Mamiya's, Hasselblad's and things like that. I've had medium format cameras and I have developed film for them and there's no way I could achieve what I achieved with a digital. I'm not gonna buy a digital medium format. It costs far too much money. No way I'm doing that. Too big, too cumbersome. Shooting film does slow you down. That, that A lot of people say that and that's correct. It does slow you down. 
you do have to think more you do you don't really have to edit your images because they're they're captured they're baked in you can do some tweaking you can do some dodging and burning you can develop it longer for more high contrast the only other advantage of using film photography is the batteries you put one battery in it'll last you five years you don't need to do any recharging so if you were going to be away from electricity film might be a good good solution if you weren't going to take many many photos you're out in the wilderness forever five years at a time film might be suitable and you can get you can even get beers that can be used to develop film because of their acidity rating but i'm going to talk now about how to develop film i've talked about why you might use film and it's becoming more and more niche i i accept that but how do we develop film well first of all film or paper but let's call it photographic stock is sensitive to light so you have to not have any light around so the first thing is you have to get the film from the camera into a developing tank without getting any light on it because if you get light on it you'll just have a, a, a white image you'll lose your image completely so you might have seen people in the old days sort of taking the film out of their camera in shade not wanting to overexpose it you need to wind your film back in to the canister in the camera and then you take your film out so you get something called dark bags and dark bags they have two sleeves to put your hands in and they're just a bag that is, is light proof you put your film canister and your developing tank and you put your tools in as well in the dark bag and you zip it up you then put your hands in so then you've got to open the film canister without being able to see it and then you've got to take the film and you've got to wind it around the spools now that's actually really difficult and it's a good idea to practice this with a film that you don't need or a film that accidentally got exposed like just have a practice film so you've got to obviously wind it around the canister and you don't want to get fingerprints on it because you'll get smudges and that won't be very good you don't want to crumple it because it won't develop properly and it will not be good you've got to get it evenly in there with no problems once it's in the spools you put it in the developing tank now obviously you're going to use chemicals and you can load more than one film or warp more than one spool into a developing tank to save on chemicals you don't have to fill it right up with chemicals and we'll talk about that in a moment so once it's in the developing tank it's light tight nothing can happen to it now you need to develop it first thing i used to do was i used to put some water in and just give it a wash and then tip it out the water used to come out of a strained color i have done black and white and color photography developing both of them color is more difficult because you've essentially got three layers of film that you need to develop and there's a set way to do it so you've got red green and blue and each layer needs to sort of be etched away the science of it is very clever but the chemicals are more harsher and more dangerous for color photography than for black and white photography black and white is simple you can of course use things like caffeinol recipes where you just use coffee some vitamin c and you sort of build your own developer and that's fine so in black and white you're only dealing with tonality all you're dealing with is silver iodide being reduced chemically to silver and it's that silver that stays on the film and is fixed and causes your black a lack of silver will cause white somewhere in the middle is going to be gray now you've got to add the chemicals you've given it a wash of water now you've got to add the chemicals you pour your developer in now obviously we talked about using the minimum amount of chemicals so you've got to invert your developing tank so that the chemical washes evenly over all parts of the film so every 30 seconds you invert it but and what you don't want you don't want air bubbles to form so you always tap it get rid of any air bubbles so that means that all of the film 
is evenly exposed to the chemical to the same degree. Otherwise, what you're doing is you're just going to put more chemical in than you need. The film part that touches the chemical the most would be overdeveloped compared to the other side, and that's not right. So you're inverting it and you're moving it about. The film you use can be developed by many different developers or many different developing chemicals, and each one will have a set time at a set temperature. So if you heat it up, it's going to develop faster. If it's at a colder temperature, it's going to take longer to develop. I always use the time for room temperature. I didn't bother heating up. For colour photography, you've got to put it in a water bath. You've got to have it at higher temperature than black and white. So you can do it just at room temperature. So you're inverting it every 30 seconds, giving it a knock in the developing tank. And then you want the reaction to stop because if it doesn't stop, it will all go black. So you tip away the developer. You can reuse the developer. So you can tip it down the sink, or you can save, tip it in something else and save it for another time. So you can maybe use it four to five times, and then you need to get rid of it. So tip it away or keep it. Then you need to put a stop bath in. So what I would do is I would tip it away. I would rinse it with water, and then I put my stop bath in. That's going to stop the reaction dead. And that's sort of a sodium thiosulfate mixture. And then, you know, shake it tap it tip that away or keep it i can't remember whether you can keep the stop bath then you need to put in a fixer now what the fixer does is the fixer sets everything essentially don't forget this is silver on a piece of film tiny silver dots and each dot is going to be immensely small because it's been hit by a bit of light so you don't want those dots or silver particles to come off so you apply a fixer and a fixer just sets it and then you get rid of that. Do a final wash. You're going to have harsh chemicals on your film. And so from a handling point of view, you really want to wash it. You want to basically, the complete waste of water this is to put it under the tap, leave the tap running for five minutes. Complete waste of water, but it gets rid of the chemicals. Once you've developed it, you've stopped the reaction, you've fixed it and you've rinsed it, you're going to hang it up to dry. If you live in a hard water area like me, you could get streaks. So you can put in sort of a rinse, which is very similar metaphorically to the rinse in your dishwasher just takes streaks away soap sort of thing really gets rid of, of the hard irons and just prevents streaks from happening and then you're going to have to hang it up to dry now film has been curled up in a canister and film will be curled up in your developing tank so you need to weigh the bottom to get it straight now i will say most developing tanks can take rolls of 35 film or 120 film which is the big medium format film 120 film think you maybe get 10 to 16 shots on depending on the size of your framing i think you can get six by six or you can get sort of a more widescreen version but you can fit them both in your developing tank so once you've got your film and it's developed and it doesn't have street what are you going to do with it then well you can store it and in some ways film is better than digital because it's a physical thing you can store it as long as you store it sensibly in a folder somewhere safe it's going to last infinitely longer than your digital images on your hard disk which will fail film has been around for probably 100 years and old film has lasted and prints have lasted and papers lasted i don't know what happened with digital files we haven't got a digital file that's 100 years old yet will it still be there in the same length of time so now you're obviously going to want to do something with it you could print it using photographic paper and an enlarger but most people won't have that you could send it off to get someone to do that but most likely you're going to want to get it in a digital form for sending off to be printed sharing storing editing tweaking so you will need a flatbed scanner you can get very high precision and industrial scanners but i have an epsom v something and that scans film and that does a good job i needed to get another bit of software to get a really good scan you will pick up little bits of hair and fibers that stick to your film it happens 
you will sometimes find scratches on your film but you can scan it in and once you've scanned it in you're really pleased with the images you've got they're really impressive because you've not only taken that you've developed it and the sense of achievement you get when you develop a film and it's a good picture is immense and it's quite addictive and that's why i did it for a bit but i think in a digital age it's only worth developing film if you are using medium format or pinhole or a very niche or specialist thing i don't think it's worth doing for 35 millimeter or smaller because you can get smaller than 35 millimeter but that's me developing film have you developed film let me know don't forget you can check out updates to the podcast on twitter you can find us on spotify itunes soundcloud i certainly would appreciate it if you left a review for this podcast on itunes thank you goodbye